Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. Bit of a smaller episode today. We have one interview for you. This is Mark Arndt of Tennis Manitoba joins me to talk about the Australian Open. How are Canadians going to do this time around? Who's the favorite? All that and more on the podcast. Final half hour of our show tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Boston Pizza Sports Desk. A lot of NHL action has already happened. Avalanche in Montreal. Three all in the third. Flyers and Blues tied at one in the second. Those are the two games ongoing. The other eight games today have already been completed at Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the States. So a lot of matinee sports. The Canucks still in first place in the overall NHL standings on a points basis. They took down the or they lost to the Blue Jackets in a shootout 4-3. They get a point. Boston gets two points as they shut out the Devils 3-0. So Canucks two up on the Jets. Bruins one up on the Jets, but Winnipeg has a better points percentage than both. Kraken lose to the Penguins 3-0. Their winning streak is over. Sharks over the Sharks lose to the Sabres 3-0. Ducks over Panthers 5-4 in overtime. Kings beat the Hurricanes 5-2. Predators falling in Vegas 4-1. And the Wild. Take down the Islanders 5-0 with the Islanders coming here to Winnipeg tomorrow. NBA action tonight. The Raptors at home down 94-88 to the Celtics with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And uh, in the NFL NFL today, my next guest asked me to not spoil the scores of the NFL games So because he's PVRing them. I will say them after this interview is over for those following along that uh, are looking for an update because Mark Arndt is a friend of the show. He's been on lots and he joins us now to talk about the Australian Open, which is already a couple rounds in. Uh, Mark, were you up all night watching Felix Ojeali-Asim last night or how did you consume that five-hour match against Dominic Team? Hold on, hold on. You're awesome for doing that for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know the first score, the Bills and the uh, Steelers, so okay. you can announce that. Yeah, 31-17, the Bills beat the Steelers. Okay. Yes, there awesome. you go. Pause. <laughs> um, yeah, so Felix, you know what? I happened to be up really early in the morning, uh, 4 o'clock or so, and I can't believe that. He, so I, I caught his, I didn't even realize. I just lost track of time, uh, meaning lost track of when he'd be playing, and then started watching that, and he had the match like in hand. He was playing well, and uh, I dozed off for a little while. I dozed off for two sets, and guess what? He's in a five-setter. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? I thought that he had it so easily, and then he he made it complicated, but he got through at least. But I just hope it doesn't affect him going forward uh, in future matches. I hope he didn't spend too much energy on on that match. So for those who don't know, Felix won the first two sets against uh, 2020 U.S. Open champion Dominic Team, who's making a comeback from injury. He yep. won the first two sets. He's up 5-2 in a third set tiebreak, loses the next five points, uh, two yep. of them on easy forehands and one on a double fault. And all of a sudden, it's in a fifth set. He wins the fifth, sixth, three. But that's two extra hours of high yeah. stress that you have to put in. So if you're a coach in that situation, are you happy that he pulled it out? Are you annoyed that it, he didn't close it out in three? Is it a blend of the two? How does that go? It's it's a blend. I mean, obviously, in the end, you're just super happy you got through and you're on to the next round. You live to play another day. But at the same time, that's the difference between winning championships like this and not the experienced players, they make sure they do 
uh, get through it in an economical fashion and uh, to expend energy like this. I mean, it's, it takes a toll. You see how hot it is there. My gosh, like those temperatures are, are, are crazy and it's even hotter on the court. So, I mean, you are no matter what. I don't care how young you are, but you're still um, wasting so much energy. And, and so, yeah, they're happy to get through. But now his mind in the back is like, okay, how do we recover? Will he recover in time? And and you ask for a later draw the next day as well, when or two days after when you play your next match. So um, it's it's a blend, like you said, it's a blend of both. So happy to get through, but. And he's taking on a, a French qualifier, Hugo Grenier, in round two, who himself survived a five-setter. So there's that, if anything. Round three, he'd be facing Daniil Medvedev, assuming Medvedev wins his next match. Uh, What are the expectations for Felix right now? Because he is the 27th seed. He did not play a ton down the stretch in 2023. Uh, is, Is it just good to see him play? What are you hoping to see? Well, no, I mean, we're past the, the good to see him play. I mean, we had, I mean, let's rewind a few, you know, a few grand slams back and like, we're hoping he actually wins the grand slam, whichever one we were talking about at the time. And, uh, and now it's like, has he gone back a bit? I mean, the expectations are there. He's still that same player. And, and yeah, and like, you know, sports is up and down. It's, it's, you know, you're on highs, you're on lows. And, and the key is not to get too high to get to too low. And, and tennis is exactly that. It's such a momentum and a confidence sport because you're on your own and you don't have teammates that, that keep you going when you are low. So, um, but you always expect, you know, watching these guys that they're stacking their wins, stacking their play and getting better and better with each year. But simply, you know, you get older, injuries come into play and luck. There's so much luck involved in any sport. I don't care what anybody says. Have to be lucky to win championships. And, and I'm at a point now, no, I, I don't care. He needs to win. He needs to beat Medvedev to, to, to go and win a slam. Like I, whatever's in front of him, take care of it and get going. And that, that's the expectation, which is so awesome because, you know, when I uh, started with Tennis Manitoba back in the day, but many years ago, I don't want to date myself, but, um, you know, we were just hoping for a Canadian to, to be winning one round or two rounds. And now it's like we're hoping for a Canadian to win the whole thing, the whole slam. So uh, that's where I'm at with it. Honestly, no, it's time for him to start winning. He's, he's, he's getting older and uh, he needs to win now. And he's the only Canadian left in the men's draw as Denis Shapovalov lost his first round match and trades us to a Czech qualifier Milos Raonic took the first set as he tried to pull off the upset against number 10 seed Alex Dimonor but uh, then had to pull out after losing the third set early in the third with a with an injury and that's the story of Milos at this point right he's yeah. always hurt and he's trying to come back he, he tweaks something tough to see him have to leave the court like that right it is you know and I, and I watched and uh, I saw that and it, it's it's too bad because you know what he had the game. I mean, when he's on, and especially the first set, he's fresh and he's still fit in that first set to play. Um, he took care of business, and then you know what? Then then fitness comes into play, and then heat and all of that, and and uh, and that's it. Then it goes away. But it you know the potential is there, and it's it's just a pity. I, I mean, he um, he's a big guy, and I mean, you, especially now. I don't know if you noticed if you saw the highlights or if you saw any of that match, but his. Uh, He's wearing shorter shorts and his legs are massive. And I've seen him play in person. And that's one thing is just lost is how big he is. He's a giant. And, uh, and yeah, I can see injuries, like especially if something gets him, it gets him in and he stays off, you know, out of playing for, for quite some time. And unfortunately injuries took its toll on Milos. And uh, um, I don't think he reached his full, full potential. I mean, he did well with what he had with his serve and, and his forehand. And, but I still think he could have squeezed out one slam out of all of uh, in his whole career but unfortunately not. 
made one final. And and, and on Dennis, yeah. uh, he's he's been hurt a lot. This was just him. No, I wasn't surprised to see him lose. He's not he's not in form right now, right? No, I completely not. And I mean, it's uh, I, we we've seen. It. I mean, we've talked about it these these last two years. I haven't been the kindest to him uh, injury wise, and and just he's always seems like he's always catching up and can't get into that groove and not gaining any traction. I mean, every time he does win a couple matches, then boom, he gets hurt again or or whatever it may be. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a shame as well. But I mean, I think our on on the men's side, our our hopes rest on on Felix's shoulders and. Uh, I mean, I think he does have it. Uh, he a little bit of luck involved. If the draw opens up for him, I, I think he can still win a, a Grand Slam title. I really do, but uh, it'll take some doing. Overall, on the men's side of things, Djokovic. He yeah. won all but one match at a Grand Slam last year. He lost the uh, Wimbledon final and won everything else. Staggering that he's still doing it at this point. Fair to say that he's just the favorite as long as he's playing? Yeah, yeah, you know, and looking at the draw, I mean, it's it's him and Alcaraz. I, I can't see there's there's nothing in their way. Just looking at all the all the names, and realistically, no, the only person that'll beat him is is him himself if he gets his own head and does something silly. But I can't see um, I can't see again. He's very. He's very efficient when he plays, and he knows. And yeah, I mean, last uh, although I'm saying that, but his first match was was a four-hour four-setter. So uh, he said he. I saw his comment. Or I saw his presser afterwards, and he was saying I felt like I was playing a mirror of myself. I was looking in the mirror. This guy played exactly like me, and and uh, it got to him. So he may have again. He's getting a little bit older, so maybe it did. Uh, take a bite out of him for the next uh, match, but I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see anybody stopping him. All right, let's go to the women's side of things. Yep. And, uh, well, Leela Fernandez wins her first yep. round match. Uh, hard courts, I was going to say hard courts, not maybe her strength. She made the final at the U.S. Open, uh, but yep. I always view her as more of a, a clay court player. She's the 32nd seed at this tournament and takes on American Alicia Parks next round. Yep. Could get Coco Goff in round three, which would be a real fun one. But yep. what are our expectations for her right now? Yeah, I think that would be the the end of the road for her if she plays Coco Golf. Coco is just on a different level. She's uh, she's going to be around for a while. She's got the right um, the blend of athleticism and mindset and all that. She's an athlete, and she's still so young. Coco Golf is uh, for Layla. I mean, hopefully she gives her a good run, and maybe who knows? She she catches her on an off day and gets through her. And if she does, then it opens up the draw. She takes over her draw. Uh, Coco's draw so um, I mean it's, upsets do happen that's why you play the game right you don't play it on paper but um, I think that would be for this tournament that would be the uh, the end of the line for her but I mean going forward she has been she did finish off uh, nicely at at the end of 2023 played well and obviously with the with their victory with Canada's victory putting us as the number one nation in uh, in Fed Cup or Billie Jean King Cup as it's called now it's, it's awesome but uh, I think you know on this in this tournament, Coco's uh, she's rolling from what I see. And Rebecca Marino also qualified. She's got the fifth seed, Jessica Pagula, overnight tonight. Not what, like a five percent chance of her winning that? Four, maybe yeah. three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and Jessica's uh, Pagula is great, and her Bills just won too. That's uh, right. Fun, fun fact. Yeah, her her family owns the Buffalo Bills, so she'll probably be in a good mindset as well on a high from that. So uh, I can't see. Yeah, no, I and I again. Just uh, uh, Rebecca came to Winnipeg, played in our our women's pro event uh, back in the day. Got a chance to 
got a chance to meet her and she's such a, a nice person and all and then you're just rooting for her especially her story and all that but uh and i'm so proud to see her in the draw and she made it here so i think she's very um very happy to be there but um yeah it's a tall uh, tough task uh, to get through Naomi Osaka made her return to Grand Slam tennis last night. She was comprehensively beaten by Caroline Garcia of yeah. France. Uh, didn't Garcia didn't face a break point in the match, but Osaka being back has to be good for the game, right? It is, yeah, absolutely. When you have a person who has won uh, the titles that she's won in the past, and uh, again, uh, people that follow tennis know her story and and all that, and now that she's a mom as well, so there's even that uh, that aspect as well. So yeah, there's so many people that are cheering for her that that do like her. She's a pleasant person and uh, uh, very quiet to herself, goes about her business uh, nicely, and uh, so for sure, absolutely, the more you can have that are in the mix, uh, more of these superstars, the better it is for the sport. And uh, it's, it's good to have her back as well to, to see her on, on TV watching her play. We usually look at the top seeds as who's going to win women's tournaments. And sometimes it's not that, but sometimes Iga Svantec goes and wins it. Uh, Arena Sabalenka is the two seed. She's yeah. the defending champion. Svantec the one seed. Tough draw to open against Sofia Kennan. Um, but Sviantek up a set, took a tie break to do it. But uh, yeah. who are you looking at as potential winners of this tournament? The number seven seed Wimbledon champion Marketa Vondrasova lost uh, yesterday, so she's out. But uh, yeah. are you looking at those top players or are you looking at a dark horse? Well, no, you know, I just look at Sviantek. Yeah, she's right now. Uh, like you said, she won that first set and, and tied 1-1 one, one in a second. Kennan is a tough, like that's an absolute nightmare of a first round to play. So if she gets through that, that's great but then if she if she does then she she probably would have to play danielle collins from the states who's another i think she's probably right now better than 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 kennan so two tough matches right off the hop or kerber through those with that it's collins versus kerber angelique kerber yeah. so you got a former aussie champ again <laughs> collins who's made the final or the semi-final like that's that's quite the start for the number one overall seed it's like hello wake up you better hit the ground running here but yeah if she gets through those two then she'll she'll have the confidence, momentum, and, and that'll propel her into the final, I believe. And and at the bottom, Sabalenka as well. I, I don't see anybody in between those two uh, knocking them off, to be quite honest. I, I'd be surprised if not if it's not a Sabalenka for sure in the final. And if Shvonta gets through these two uh, two matches, I see her there as well. So, Is it better for the game? And I'll leave you on this. Uh, is it better mm-hmm. if we start seeing just a lot of finals featuring two players compared to what has been years of it's different players all the time, some stability at the top, a rivalry, would that be good in the post-Serena world? Yeah, great question. You know, it depends on who the two are. If they're likable characters, if they are marketable players, um, if they have good personalities like Roger and Rafa, I mean, you'd love to have those every single tournament uh, in the final. I mean, that's just the best promotion back in the day. So, I mean, depending on the uh, on the person. So, um, Shiontek, I don't know. I mean, is she what? What is she like? I mean, with the media, with yourself, you see what she's like in press conferences. So that'd be a, a question that perhaps you can answer because I mean, it's such a big thing. Is how does she present herself and you know on TV when she's talking in person? What's she like with the kids signing autographs? So it just that's the component. That's the element. That's do they have that it factor? So if it's somebody that does have the it factor and they're there for 10 years, then yeah, it's going to grow the sport. But if it's somebody that's not likable, then no, then it hurts the sport actually. Then it is better to have uh, other players to give others a chance and some some that have better personalities. So 
that's um yeah that's a it's a great question and and is Shontek one of those I don't know um Sabalenka yes I, I think that people do worldwide do do like her from what from what I understand so that's great to have her there and consistently there so I think somebody still has to step up uh, maybe two more players that need to consistently be there to properly market the uh the sport yeah Sabalenka was part of that break point first season and Shontek yeah. w- wasn't really so I don't know if that changes people's moods on on people uh, I, I don't I watched season one I don't think I'm gonna watch season two I didn't think it was awesome and I think we get more drama from watching actual tennis than you do watching that show uh, yeah. but nonetheless anyway Mark appreciate your time as always thanks for this and enjoy the wonky sleep you're about to get for the next two weeks <laughs> for sure thanks for having me once again take care that is Mark Hart of tennis Manitoba joining us we'll take a break when we come back sports stick with us Thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all that they should. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you of the day. You may not share our intellect.